Are you ready to change the trajectory of your business and see massive improvements? Each week, we'll share strategies and practices to generate sustained results and long-lasting success in your organization. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Innovation Junkies Podcast. I'm Jeff Standridge. And this is Jeff Amarine. What are we going to be talking about today, Jeff? Hey, so the last several episodes, we've been talking about revenue velocity. We've been talking about sales and marketing activities and and all the various aspects of building that sales culture, building a high-performing sales force, and, uh, and identifying your client ideal client profile and et cetera. Now we're going to start shifting into uh, the second domain. Uh, incidentally, these are the, the domains that we measure with our Growth DX tool, but we're going to be talking about organizational effectiveness for the next uh, five or six episodes or so. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of mission and vision. Four things every organization needs to keep everyone rowing in the same direction. Four things every organization needs to keep everyone rowing in the same direction. So, Jeff, I know yeah, this is a specialty area for you as well, and I'd love for you to maybe kick us off here. Yeah, I'd be glad to. You know, you know that that mission, that, that statement of mission, mission statement, sometimes that's coupled with purpose, but it's got to answer two important questions. Why does this organization need to exist, and what does it do every day? And it's so important to be able to state that in a clear, simple statement that everyone can recite. Uh, something that is memorable and something that will resonate with anyone that hears it. it. It's just critically important. It's not marketing eyewash for a placard on the wall. It's really the reason for being that should motivate everyone in the organization to show up at work every day and to do what they do. I, I completely, completely agree with you and couldn't agree more. In fact, it's, it, it's one of the measuring sticks that an organization should use to determine the kinds of activities that it engages in or the kinds of new opportunities. Now there's, there's another measuring stick we'll talk about in a moment, but this is one of those measuring sticks that when a new opportunity comes down the pike, an organization's executive leadership team, and depending on the organization, maybe even its board of directors should ask the question, is this something we should pursue? And, and bouncing it up against or bumping it up against the mission statement is a good way to actually do that. Yeah, it's, it's important to be able to tell whether that's something that's consistent with your mission or something that you, you, you shouldn't do. Or for that matter, if it is something of interest, you change the mission statement to reflect a new initiative that you're going to undertake. If it's new scope and new activity that you're going to pursue. But for sure, that is that is that sort of guiding statement that uh, gets everybody headed in the same direction. A clear and compelling reason why the organization exists. And what you are, or what you do as an organization. Absolutely. Talk about vision, if you will. Yeah. And so vision is a little bit different. And vision is a statement of aspiration. It's typically time bound three to five years out. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a statement of what you aspire to be. A lot of people will call this the North Star statement. This is what we hope to be. This is the impact we intend to have. And this is the time frame against which we intend to achieve it. You know, the company that's, close to our heart that, that we know, the other, the other hat we wear with Startup Junkie, we established a vision statement a few years ago that said, we're going to fuel 10 times more uh, innovation and entrepreneurial activity by 2025. So it was time bound. It was very specific. We had metrics that could show what 10 times more meant. And it was tied back to that mission that we had of empowering and enabling 
in, uh, uh, innovators, entrepreneurs, and small business owners every day. And so that's, that's kind of where you want to get. And it can be aspirational. It might be something you don't achieve, but it's a good North Star. Yeah, that's right. And and unfortunately, so many organizations, in my experience, and I think yours as well, miss the boat by crafting this ambiguous, flowery statement that really one it, it could never be achieved. Number one, it's just this this extremely aspirational statement and and has no real measures to it. But even if there could be measures, the likelihood of getting it, we want to solve world hunger are, are those kinds of mission statements I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that's great to work toward solving world hunger. But what's the specific destination three to five years out uh, at which you aspire to arrive uh, that you can then look at the appointed time and say, did we get here or did we not? So while mission statement tends to be fairly static, a vision statement really ought to change and be updated at least every three to five years uh, based upon did you get there or did you not? Uh, you've already hit on a couple of the items, but we've said that it's aspirational. It should be inspirational. In other words, you should be able to, it should be compelling to the troops, something that you can rally the troops around. So aspirational, inspirational, time bound, and have absolute clarity. A hundred percent. And it's, it's again, another measure that you can use to say, is this new initiative or this new plan or this new target or this new project consistent with what we said our vision was going to be? Is it going to help us get to that, that vision that we had, that point in the future, that destination that we're pursuing? And if the answer is no, then you don't do it or you, you change your vision either way. But it, it gives you that decision gate that otherwise without a clearly articulated vision, you wouldn't have. That's right. It's not a substitute for leadership judgment. Leadership still has the, you know, I think about mission and vision statements that were created pre-COVID, right? Uh, uh, COVID rendered many strategic plans, uh, uh, file 13 material straight to the wastebasket, right? Um, because, and so, so what you may do when you're doing that, that actual assessment or you're using mission and vision as a measuring stick, you may say, you know, this new opportunity, no, it doesn't match our, our strategic direction. Or yes, it does match our strategic direction. Or, or and you, you brought this up, no, it doesn't match our strategic direction, but we didn't comp contemplate the environment we're in when we actually created our strategic direction. So we need to make some adaptations here. And so leadership judgment is still a critical component, even though you have a good quality mission and vision statement. Well, 100%. And, and, and as, you, as you think about developing, revising, articulating, documenting mission and vision, it can't be done in a star chamber, you know, just a cobble of, the, of senior leaders for their own devices that at some point maybe gets put on a poster somewhere. Talk about how you cascade that mission and vision throughout the organization and why it's critical to do that. Yeah. So unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they get a very small number of people in the room, three to five, they craft out this mission and vision, and then they attempt to cascade something. And the very first time the masses of the organization have seen it is when it's being rolled out. Well, that's the absolute wrong way to get buy-in. Uh, Stephen Covey, as you mentioned in a previous episode, uh, said, seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. Well, he also said, mark it down. Without involvement, there will be no commitment. Without involvement, there will be no commitment. So, so engaging in a process where you can collect feedback from the masses 
And it can be a survey process or some form of a process where where people can feed into perhaps a strategic planning steering team or a strategic planning committee, some of their thoughts about what mission, vision, and core values ought to be uh, uh, is, is great. As I said, survey or focus groups or uh, town hall meetings or what have you, but give people the opportunity to weigh in, work with your planning team and build your actual strategic plan or a draft of your strategic plan. And then using that same mechanism or mechanisms, send it back out to the masses for feedback and give folks an opportunity to to rate the mission statement you've come up with, to provide comments about the vision statement you've come up with, et cetera. So this constant back and forth of using a small group of people to craft, to assimilate the information, to synthesize the information that comes from the masses, but then giving those folks the opportunity to provide feedback. That's the very first way that you start a quality and successful cascading process is you engage them in the building process. Uh, Then once you actually get your mission, vision, and your core values created, uh, you actually then begin the process of rolling it out. And you remind people in your rollout that they had, this is the strategic plan that you helped to create. Uh, You remind them that they were involved in the process. I was working with a client um, not long ago uh, where we were rolling it out to the team. We had actually had a three-day offsite. Uh, we had engaged the entire staff and the board of this small organization. And then when we were rolling it out to them a few, it was uh, admittedly a few months later because they'd gone through a leadership change. Several of the staff were saying, well, we, we, this is not our strategic plan. We didn't even get it. We didn't get to be involved in this. And so we had to remind them, well, now let's go back. You remember these dates when we went off site and when we sent you this survey back and it's there and they were like, oh yeah. So, so making sure they understand that, that they were involved in the process, that you remind them they were involved in the process uh, and then use them in the cascading of that as, as you're communicating and rolling out as well. Yeah, it's critically important. And and that communications and to get the buy-in, to get the involvement so that it's not just, you know, here, here it is, but re- really much more of them having had some ownership in pulling it together. And I, and I think that you, you alluded to core values as well. And I think these things are taken together in the process that we espouse and how we run our own organization. It's this idea of answering the question of why it matters, your reason for being, that's captured in mission statement. What we do as well as in mission statement, the statement of aspiration, the vision, time bound, that's super important. And then if you, if you think of that's kind of the where, the destination of where you're going, and then the how are your behavioral guardrails or your core values. That's how you're going to play the game, how you're going to treat customers, how you're going to treat stakeholders, how you're going to treat each other. And those things taken together begin to establish the DNA of the culture and of the strategic plan. And those two things are, are linked. They're, they're not uh, separate thought processes. Those two things have to go hand in hand. And, you know, and, and we actually mentioned this in a previous episode when we were talking about sales culture, but if you're not hiring, firing, coaching, and rewarding people according to their demonstration of their core values, then you're missing an opportunity. They're, they, they, we actually went so far as to say they're not core. Uh, and I would yeah. even take, go one step further and say that if the people in your organization cannot recite the core values on demand or on command, if you will, or at upon request, they're not really core uh, or they're certainly yeah. not impacting people's behavior. Uh, and so yeah. having these 
just as we said with the vision statement, a clear, crisp, uh, compelling statement of of aspiration, inspiration, uh, and time boundness uh, is important for mission and vision. It's also important for core values, clear, crisp, and compelling that people can commit to memory that they can use on a daily basis as a tool to assess how they're doing. And, And the other thing with core values, Jeff, is that it provides permission for people within the organization to hold each other accountable to the cultural elements of the organization as well. Right. And it ought to be talked about that way. It, it shouldn't be the thing is we always say that it's in a three ring binder or on a poster somewhere. It, it needs to inform tactically what you do every day, how you treat each other, how you interact with customers and how you hire and fire. So, so critical to being successful in an organization. No doubt about it. That's right. Mission, vision, values, the, the, the three triad, if you will, to building a sustainable organizational culture and laying the foundation for sustained strategic growth over time. This has been another episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. Thank you for joining. See you next time. Feedback from listeners like you helps us create outstanding content. So if you like this episode, be sure to rate us or leave a review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest growth and innovation strategies. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Junkies podcast.